Welcome to Sane Split, a podcast about staying sane when relationships end. I am AJ Jakubowska, family law lawyer and mediator. Just like you, I'm human. I understand what can happen when people separate. Lots of questions swirling around like confetti. Lots of uncertainty, perhaps anger, disappointment, or even pain. Sleepless nights, shallow breathing. Will I ever be happy again? Will the kids be okay? How much is all this going to cost? All of these questions are human and you're not alone. This podcast features my thoughts about separation and my interviews with other humans who help people when their relationships end. People who assist with legal issues, who mediate, who look after hearts and minds, and even after the pocketbook. People who might help you plan your future. What you will hear is not legal advice. These are dialogues primarily about the human aspect of separation. We will try to stay away from legal lingo. It's humans talking to humans. I hope that something you hear will help you navigate your way to a sane split. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. Today we're flying solo. I am working on a number of interviews, which I hope you will find interesting and helpful, but today it's just you and me. I'm going to tell you a story. Imagine having an overwhelming feeling that your life needs to change. You have thought about this change a lot and for some time. You have learned that your decision to make this change will involve taking a trip to a place called Apart. You have talked to others who have taken this trip before. It was rough for some of them, but they made it somehow. They made change happen. Because you have thought about this change for some time, you are anxious to just get on with it, to start the journey. The time is now. You know others will have to take the trip as well. And you have wondered how they will fare on this journey and even at the destination. But your mind is made up. For the purposes of this story, we are going to call you A. Now, imagine you are told your life will change. You have no choice in the matter. The decision is made for you. The news comes out of the blue, hits you like a tornado, and everything starts to spin around you, making you feel like you have no control at all. The very ground under your feet is shifting. Then you are told that as part of the change you will be experiencing through no choice of your own, you have to take a trip to a place called apart. You are overwhelmed. Your world is falling apart. You wish that somehow you could go back to the day before you got the news. We are going to call you B. When you got the news, you thought of all the people you knew who who had to travel to a part before you. You did not think that would ever happen to you. The trip was rough for some of them. Others managed it somehow. 
these two imaginary people are traveling to the same destination. A wants to, B does not. A has decided for both of them, there is nothing B can do. On this journey to a place called apart, A and B will not be traveling together. The final destination is the same, but essentially each is responsible for taking their own separate trip. A wants them both to leave at the same time and to travel at the same pace without unnecessary stops along the way because A wants to get to a part quickly. This long contemplated change cannot come soon enough. In the meantime, B is shell-shocked. A and B have no roadmap and neither has been to a part before. Neither knows exactly how far away a part is. Neither knows how long the trip will be, what to pack, how much money to bring, and how much it will cost. It is also altogether unclear what will happen when they get to a part, except one thing is for certain. There will be change, lots of change. Each has some second-hand impressions from people who took the trip before. The reviews are mixed. Again, some had a rough go of it, others made it there somehow, and once they settled in at a part, they managed to remain on speaking terms. Others seldom communicate and do so only if they have to. To complicate things, many important decisions about the future at a part will have to be sorted out during the journey itself while they are traveling separately. For this reason, A and B will have to figure out how to communicate while on this voyage. More than just being in touch during the trip, they must also be able to sort through some important issues while they travel, including money, because the future arrangements for living in a part depend on it. They're not speaking right now. A understands why, but wants this to start the journey anyway and right away. B just cries and cries. There are other passengers on this trip to a part. The kids, they have to come. They will need to be told that they will be traveling to this place called a part. They may want to know who decided about the trip in the first place. In fact, they are likely to have lots of questions. Even if those questions are answered, they may somehow still think that they did something wrong, or they may blame either A or B. They may worry about their stuff, their friends, their pets. They may be confused and sad. They may start feeling unwell or get into fights at school. Who will tell them about the change and the trip and how? A wants the journey to begin immediately and for this reason thinks the kids need to know right away. A wants B's help in selling the idea of the change as a joint decision so the kids have no one in particular to blame. 
B will have nothing of that. To B, that would not be telling the truth. Who will decide what to pack for the kids for this trip? And when the trip begins, with whom will the kids be traveling? The parent who wants to get to a part quickly or the parent who is struggling with the very idea? When the journey is underway, will the kids see A if they are traveling with B and vice versa? And what if the kids say they don't want to go to this place called a part? What if A and B disagree on who should have the kids in their care on the journey? What if A agrees that the kids will travel with B, no matter how long the trip takes, but on the condition that once they get to a part, the kids will spend one half of their time with each parent? What if B goes back on that agreement once they get to a part? I once mediated for a couple just like A and B. One made the decision to leave the relationship and the other was at the receiving end of the news. Their journey was far from painless. There were many, many feelings on both sides. In fact, low tides and high tides of emotion, sunnier days and rainier days days when words came easily and others where they just would not come at all. B was very sad and A felt very guilty. But overall, these people's journey was only a few months long. And while they traveled to their apart, they remained in touch, even when it was tough, even through guilt and tears and disappointment. So why were they able to keep their trip to a part relatively short and financially manageable? How did they maintain their dialogue? And why have their kids adjusted to the change now that everyone has settled into their apart? It's because they decided early on that the other passengers on this trip, their kids, mattered more than anything else, mattered more than their feelings about one another. They knew the trip was taking place, there was no going back, but early on, they decided to plan it together. They told their kids together about the trip to a part and answered all of the questions the kids had using language and concepts appropriate for their ages. Above all, they kept reinforcing the idea that they were still the same mom and dad and that this would never change. They told the kids together they will always be loved. They told them their parents would always work together on protecting them. By the time they came to see me, A and B had already created a plan for their trip to a part. They had done this sitting across from each other at a neutral location over coffee while they reminded themselves and one another that the kids mattered the most when their dialogue became strained. They asked for my help in working with them through issues on which they had different points of view, and we did that. When they came to our mediation sessions, they did not turn off their emotion buttons. That is impossible to do 
were human after all. But when emotion filled the room flowing from one or the other, we managed those situations together. We took breaks or talked through those points because everyone kept their eye on the ball. Focus on the kids, keep the journey to a part as short and manageable as possible. Do not spend money simply to fight on principle and once in a part, work hard on giving the kids as much love as possible and all the opportunities they deserve with both parents meaningfully in their lives. This couple even thought ahead and designed a plan for what would happen if in the future they had to make a decision about the kids but disagreed. Why? Because again, their goal is to shield their kids from conflict, which can be and often is truly toxic for kids. I have also represented many A's and B's as a family law lawyer. The length of their trip has varied depending uh, on the issues in the case and because every person and every case is unique. And so is the tango danced by A and B. When lawyers C and D become involved, the dance partners are a foursome and that can make the dance steps more challenging. Still, I have worked with many lawyers who shared my view that we need to make our client's journey to a part as painless and as sane as possible. All four of us worked on doing that. Each lawyer protected their client's rights, but the overall goal was the same. Keep the whole thing sane. So having lawyers involved is not always a bad idea. I realize many people when they receive a letter from a lawyer immediately think, oh, this must be war, but that's not always the case. Having the right lawyers managing the case together can be very helpful. I will have a separate episode on communication in the context of separation and even on how to read a letter from a lawyer. On the other hand, I have also worked with lawyers who, for a variety of reasons, are not cooperation-minded. Or they may be, but their client is not, and they cannot get their client to a better spot. So they have to work with what they have in front of them. All these unique pressures are like roadblocks along the journey to a part, like roadworks. They can make it longer and more complicated, and the pocketbook suffers too. In some instances, the journey can become so difficult and so conflictual. There can be so much discord and so little agreement that a judge has to become involved. That often adds to the length of the trip because family judges help many couples like A and B and everybody has to wait their turn. Again, the costs on both sides go up dramatically when a court case starts. Most importantly, the longer the journey, the longer the kids remain unsettled. When A and B remain at odds, keep taking runs at one another, remain engaged and battled, 
Their conflict sends powerful waves into everyone's lives, including those of the kids who are deeply, deeply affected. There is a reason I conjured up the story and the characters in it. I wanted to use them to illustrate some fundamental points about separation. Number one, when one person decides to end a relationship and the other is on the receiving end of the news, they're often at very different emotional points on the continuum. One is well ahead of the other, raring to go, eager to get there. The other may be several steps behind, shell-shocked. They may have trouble even beginning to come to terms with what has happened. That difference sometimes contributes to the angst on both sides. A feels B is delaying, B feels A is pushing. These different departure points for the journey need to be recognized, respected, and managed. Number two. Emotion is a big, big, sometimes giant part of the process of separation. In my almost 25 years of practice, I have never encountered a couple devoid of all emotion about separation. Some separations are more dramatic than others, but feelings, perceptions arising out of emotions, and choices made based on emotion, like it or not, are ever-present. This needs to be recognized, respected, and managed. Above all, number three, above all, people who separate have choices as to how to approach their journey to a part most of the time. There are different ways of getting there to make this journey, even while A and B are traveling separately. I say most of the time because there are situations in which an issue is so serious and urgent that it requires an immediate and urgent response uh, that is going to court. Here I'm talking about child abductions, violence and abuse, property, property being liquidated or transferred, uh, bank accounts drained. Sometimes the party's relationship is such that one party needs to be actively protected from the other because of abuse, violence, or pressure. And special, careful, and very deliberate steps have to be taken in those situations. But there are many, many couples who have choices. Those choices include working together on designing the journey to a part. They can do that with the assistance of a family mediator and work together on designing their own futures and those of their children. They can also do that with the assistance of lawyers who work together to manage the journey to a part. If necessary, they can get assistance with legal issues on which they do not agree from a family court judge in the context of a conference something I will comment on in the near future. I'm going to have separate episodes on, on many of the topics I have touched on today, but my overall message today is the following. In my experience, those who are most likely to stay sane through a separation are those who resolved early on 
to work together on planning the journey to a part and then cooperating with one another to the greatest extent possible until everyone gets settled at their destination. Thank you for listening. I hope you will tune in again. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me through my website, separationinontario.com. Subscribing to the podcast through your favorite app will make future episodes available to you automatically. Signing off for now.